It's Hayward pulling it down, getting around Zubat at midcourt, launches the shot. Oh, and almost went in! Almost went in, and Duke is the king of the dance. It's time for the Shooter Shoot Basketball Podcast with your favorite Canadian, Kenneth Cotterman. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to the Shooter Shoot Basketball Podcast, part of the Blue Collar Media Group. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and we've got a packed house for you here today. Uh, we've got a number of guests that are going to be uh, chiming in on our topics today. Uh, starting with, I'd like to welcome the, the host of the Slightly Biased Podcast and the co-founder of the Blue Collar Media Group, that's Steve Reisner. Steve, how are you doing today? Good. Uh, I was ready to talk my small forwards list. i Sure, you know I've been waiting to talk about this one since we've been doing this. Yeah, you might have a couple <laughs> Celtics on there if I had to guess, so uh, that, that should be interesting for sure. Uh, then we have our NBA and NFL Twitter ambassador and head of the Blue Collar Media Twitch site. That is Jet Folk. Jet, how are you doing today? I'm uh, barely surviving, quite hungover, but I'm having a good day. Having a good day. I'm sure that you'll be so excited to be talking about your favorite beers later while you're nursing that hangover. So that should be uh, that should be entertaining for sure. I and then we also are joined by the host of Into the Lab podcast. That's Ernest Silva. Ernest, how you doing today, man? Doing great, guys. On my way back from Dallas, Texas, but enjoying and glad to be a part of the show. Sounds good. And then we have quite a few new members joining us today for the first time on the Shooter Shoot Basketball Podcast, starting with our United Kingdom ambassador. That's uh, Seb Kennedy. Seb, how are you doing today, man? Yeah, doing great. Thank you very much. How are you doing? Love the jersey. Big fan. Uh, Then we also have uh, Will Latham joining us today, another new member of the Blue Collar Media Group. Will, how are you doing today, man? Yeah, no, good. Yeah, excited to be on. So thanks for having me, guys, and looking forward to it. Yeah. Definitely. And then last but not least, we have another new member of the Blue Collar Media Group family. That's Davis Cordova. Davis, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Excited to talk some sports and some movies. And uh, I'm sure I have a feeling that the movie segment is going to be uh, probably the most hotly contested that we've had on the show, just because there's going to be so many different choices, I'm sure, as far as overrated movies go. But uh, we're going to kick things off today by starting with small forwards. Uh, I'm going to let Steve start this one off because uh, he is the one who is messaging me about his small forward list throughout the day. So, uh, Steve, I'm going to let you kick it off. The small forward position is a pretty deep one at that. Uh, so going from five to one, what would be your all-time small forward list? Um, at number five, I would go with the doctor, Mr. Julius Irving. Uh, just absolutely freak talented. Everyone knows that. Um. Number four, I would have to go with uh, one of your favorites, Kenny, uh, Mr. Elgin Baylor from the Lakers. Just his hmm. – uh, what did he play, in eight finals or something? Uh, I, that's, what, that's what puts him up so high is the fact that he was constantly in the championship. Um, number three, um, he's a bit of a snake. Um, he's, yeah. he's a bit of a coward. And <laughs> – 
everyone here knows exactly who I'm talking about. Hey, I'm a Thunder fan, so I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so, oh yeah, Kit, what, what, one of the greatest scorers in the history of basketball. Yeah. But a snake, Kevin Durant. Um, number one and number two, there should, these should, I think, be the same on everyone's, unless you want to put, um, number two ahead of number one. Uh, number two is Larry Bird. Uh, the best passing forward in the history of basketball. Yes, I said it. One of the best shooters in the history of basketball. Uh, just all around fantastic player. Uh, there shouldn't be any debate there. And uh, number one, he's also kind of a snake, but he's pretty <laughs> damn good at basketball. As much as I hate to say it, LeBron James. See, I wanted to put LeBron on my list, but he's on my point guard list, so I don't know. And, and then I also put together my slightly biased small forward list, which is where um, Kevin Durant is number five, LeBron's number four, and then it goes uh, John Havlicek, Paul Pierce, Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Pierce ahead of those guys, eh? There's no bias there at all, eh, Steve? I think he's got more balls than either one of them, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> Fucking Paul, Paul Pierce, the guy who went down, needed a wheelchair, you know, and he came back, drained like three three straight threes against the Lakers, actually. Ne- needed a wheelchair and came back like 30 seconds later. <laughs> like nothing even happened. Like with such an overrated all-time moment <laughs> in the playoffs. Um, Shut up. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm going to go to one of our uh, new guys to the show next because he's in my top left corner. I'm going to go with Will on this one. Will, let me let me hear your five through one list. Uh, all right, okay, mine are pretty similar again. I've got one that uh, Steve left out on his. At five, I've actually got um, Scotty Pippen at five. Probably biased on the most recent watching of the last dance the last couple of weeks. But um, I just thought sort of his role on arguably the greatest team ever in NBA history, I just thought I couldn't really leave him out. I've always got a bit of a soft spot for the underappreciated guy, or, or in his case, the underpaid guy. So I um, had to get Scotty Pippen in there. Um, at four, I've got Julius Irving. I think Steve rounded off pretty well. I can leave him off, and he has to take that fourth spot. Um, KD again at three. I mean, offensively, I don't know what he can't do. Drive the lane, shoot mid-range, shoot from 30 foot, can do everything. So he has to be in at three. Again, Larry Bird at two. And then at number one, I was close. You know, watching Game of Zones, I almost went with Paul Pierce, but... <laughs> <laughs> just, just left it to the last minute and LeBron pipped him so I put LBJ at one. <laughs> oh man there's so many mentions of Paul Pierce on this show my goodness alrighty Seb let's hear your list five through one okay so it's exactly like it's exactly Steve's list so I'll start there but nice. I was, yeah I mean like, I couldn't really fault that because um, like, like Davis was saying like you know Dr. J kind of suffered from that in-between phase, a bit like Bart Starr did in the NFL before the Super Bowl and then after. So he's got like five titles, but only like two Super Bowls. So it's a bit like that. He's only got one NBA title because the rest were ABAs. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you know, 11 times All-Star and definitely deserving a spot in the top five for sure. The Hall of Fame said that he like redefined the forward position. So if he's not in the top five, I'd be very surprised for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Elgin Baylor, I mean, it's, it's not exactly easy for him to be MVP. When you're playing in a league at the same time as Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain, um, and he wasn't as good a defender as like you know Havlicek and Pippin, but still one of the all-time greats. So I put him at number four, 
Um, I mean, 10-time All-NBA first team. It's just ridiculous. Three is the snake. I think he's got to be in the top three, in my opinion. Um, yeah, like we were saying, just a complete player could do everything. And not only could he do everything, but he was like one of the best at doing everything. So just, just a ridiculous player. Um, and I think people often sort of overlook current players as well, but KD is not one to overlook. He's that, that good. Um, that, I mean, two, Larry Bird. You know, for a three-year stretch between 83 and 86, just untouchable, the best player in the world. Um, three-time champion MVP. And his career was cut short at the end by back injuries. So had he played further into the 90s, we would have seen him against the Bulls and MJ a bit more. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be. But a Celtic legend nonetheless. And then, yeah, number one, LeBron. I think if anyone hasn't got LeBron at number one, I'd be very, very shocked. Um, yeah, and you'd yeah, have he... to really hate the guy to, to not have him at number <laughs> one. Either that or, as Jet said, you consider him a point guard. I don't know what position to play <laughs> in this position. I, I number one. <laughs> All right, Jet, you get to you get to uh, talk about your snake on your list, I'm sure. But um, Jet, what's your list five through one? Well, I think you guys would actually be surprised where I have KD because a lot of you gave him more respect than I did. Um, first of all, I've got Elgin Baylor at fifth, but I follow that up with KD at four just because I think. He's still in his career. He still has some proving to do, obviously, or he wouldn't be getting called Snake. And um, I just have a too, too difficult of a time trying to justify him ahead of Dr. J just yet. I, I, he will pass him. I think it's inevitable. It's, it's just one of those things where I haven't seen enough quite yet. But uh, after that, yeah, of course, Dr. J himself. And – Two and one is just automatic. If it's not Bird and LeBron, you're wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, if you didn't have them there, then I don't know if you'd be coming back on the show, to be honest, just because yeah. I would probably question your knowledge a little bit. Uh, Ernest, I'm going to go over to you next, my uh, my fellow Cowboys fan. I, you're five through one. Who have you got? Let me give some honorable mentions before I even start my list so I can put some smiles on people's faces. But I'll put an honorable mention out there to Paul Pierce because – I debated it for about five seconds and said, nah, but I'll give, I'll give his name out there. And, and, and he got about as much attention in my mind as Meta World Peace did in my mind, the former Rocket. So I just wanted to put it out there that I, I did include him in my thoughts. Um, now, when we talk about the top small forwards of all time, number five for me is similar to a couple of y'all's, but uh, it, that starts with Scotty Pippen for me. You can't take away the championships and, there was a joke. Uh, somebody uh, didn't remember that Michael Jordan played for the Bulls and they were talking about the, the best bull of all time was Scottie Pippen. And it's the, it's the truest thing, right? If, if Michael Jordan wasn't there, that would probably be the best bull in history. So um, Scottie Pippen's my number five. Number four, um, Jet, I'm going to take it out of your book. I, I, I have KD there as well. Although I want the Texas product to be number one on my list, I put him there because of the accolades and championships he doesn't have yet. And I think he'll be there. I don't know if he'll ever be one, but he will. He will be a top two, if not top three. Small forward all the time. He's just not there yet. Dr. J, number three, for reasons obviously mentioned. Bird at two and LeBron James at one. Um, I, I, I don't need to argue anything on the, on the top two, but uh, I agree with all y'all. James and Bird don't have the two up there. Um, I don't know what you've been watching. Probably the end How did you manage to get through that whole list and not mention James Harden once? Yeah, I'm pretty shocked <laughs> that there was no James Harden talk on this episode. Uh, because not only for James Harden, and James <laughs> Harden in center, he hasn't been able to play small forward yet. So 
Well, um, I, 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 I could make uh, I make some James Todd because I did have a guy who said uh, that James Harden is more talented than uh, Michael Jordan <laughs> the other day on Twitter. Was he talking about an all-around player offensively? Oh, my God. All around. He, he, he actually said that uh, Jordan is only a, was only a slightly better defender. <laughs> The James I will tell you right now, the only reason I asked that, because one, I don't believe James Harden's anywhere close near better offensively than Michael Jordan or better off- or better all around. But it is one and two offensively, and when it comes to all around, it's not even close. I just had to put that out there as a caveat. <laughs> okay, so we'll count things off with my list, which is ultimately the list that matters because I host the show. But I <laughs> gotta pump my own tires a little bit here. So uh, at number five, I've got Dr. J. I mean, you guys pointed it out, the ABA stuff. Like, it gets so forgotten. Like, he's, he's truly a three-time champion in my mind, not, not the one time. Um, one of the greatest dunkers ever in NBA history. Like, he was just phenomenal. I also have Kevin Durant at number four. Uh, the Slim Reaper, I mean, he's... He's probably one of the best pure scorers ever just because he can beat you in every aspect of the game. Like his post game also is like not talked about. Like his post fade is impossible to stop in my opinion. I don't I don't know anyone in the world that could really defend him when he gets to that spot. At number three, I've got John Havlicek. I think when you've got eight titles, you're a career 26 and five guy. He averaged 29 one year. He's a finals MVP, but he was also like eight-time all-defensive team. So he was one of the best defenders in the league to go along with being an 11-time all-NBA selection. Like, I think he just gets forgotten about because of the era that he played in. But to have eight championships, like, that's, that's outstanding. And so I've got him at number, number three. Number two, obviously, Larry Bird, the greatest white guy to ever play the game, three-time champ and two-time finals <laughs> MVP. I, I want to. <laughs> he's a three-time MVP. I mean, the guy's just – I think he's a top-five talent all around at the game of basketball because he did everything so well. I, so I've got him there. And then at number one, I've got LeBron James. I mean, there's really no debate there. Like, it's LeBron and then everyone else. So I – yeah. LeBron at one, so he cut himself off. Oh, did I cut out? host the show okay where did it cut out on my number one at lebron yeah yeah so so obviously lebron at number one i mean (laughs) that's kind of a no-brainer like if you don't have them there really hate them i think some honorable mentions too i guys that we didn't really talk about like Kawhi. Kawhi right now like what he's done in the last even five years has been phenomenal He's probably the best two-way player in the league right now. I mean, he's just an absolute beast defensively. Carmelo doesn't get enough love. Like, obviously, he chose money over winning. So that's ultimately why his his career kind of panned out how it did, because he probably could be sitting on a ring or two. Also, you know, if the Detroit Pistons didn't draft Darko, you know, that would, would have gone a long way for him. Um, and then Adrian Dantley is another one from the 80s. He was a really good player at the small forward position in Alex English too. But 
I don't think any of those guys really compare to the guys that we had. Like I really debated Scottie Pippen, obviously with the rings and the defense, and I debated Elgin Baylor. But this is one of the one of the deeper positions I think in NBA history, just because there's so many guys from so many different eras. So I'm glad that we were able to get everyone's lists out there, which transitions us now over to I. Uh, our top five most overrated movies. And the reason why I brought this up was I had a very unpopular tweet amongst my friends and, and colleagues the other night. And I am so mad you for that so, tweet. I had to unmute. <laughs> my God. Okay. So I'd like to preface it first of when Jet and I were uni- university roommates, we had a roommate of ours, Matt, who's one of my old co-hosts. He was the biggest Top Gun fan that you would ever see. He had the VHS copy and would watch it all the time, but I had never actually sat down and watched it. I still so, have the VHS copy of Top Gun proudly. <laughs> and so when when it came to my attention that it was on Amazon Video, I I jumped at it and, and watched it. And it's not that it's not a good movie. I just think it's overrated because of how much it was hyped up by my former roommate so when I tweeted it out I got a lot of texts and I got a lot of backlash from people for saying that Top Gun was overrated so (laughs) considering one tweet like that can have that happen I decided that we should have our top five most overrated movies list because I think it's one that could definitely get a little bit heated if uh, if guys have movies on there that that people love, and so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in reverse order from last time. So I'm gonna start with Ernest here. Uh, Ernest, w- what would be your top five most overrated movies in your opinion? I was really hoping to go last because I couldn't find a fifth movie I really thought was overrated. So if you don't know my background, I am a huge movie buff. I will watch movies all day, every day, and and just watch tons of them. I was trying to think about the most hype movies that were actually not living up to the hype. And so I have a list. Uh, I'm going to go back to my number five because I haven't found one as terrible as the first four. And, and not, that, not that any of these movies were terrible. It's just that they were so hyped that they were, that they, they kind of flunked in my opinion. So my number four is A Star Is Born. Okay. It was, it's almost like the, the song is terribly annoying. The da, 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 like really like, come on now it, over and over again. And the Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper sort of love thing. Like, okay, we get it. But it was a remake, first off. And and second off, the movie was okay. Like, I get it, he dies. Spoiler alert. You know, he dies. We get it, all right? But it wasn't like a fantastic, over-the-top, I can't wait for this movie, you know? And that's my number four. Number three, and you guys are probably going to hate this, old school, okay? Overrated movie. Now, Whoa. hear me out. Hear me out. Tons of great quotes. I get it. You get quotes from movies. I, you know, some people probably think Dodgeball's overrated because you get quotes and maybe you're not a sports fan. But old school, it didn't kind of hit home. We all have that college frat mentality, but it didn't kind of hit home for me. It wasn't like my all-time classic comedy, but when you talk to people, it tends to be like this topic conversation. Oh, old school, that movie, it's awesome. So, like, that that, that didn't hit for me. So that's number three in my overall. Uh, that's probably going to be a lot of heat from y'all, but that's number three on my overrated list. Uh, number two, Dumbo. Can't watch it. I can't stand to watch the, the, uh, the, the I think it was his mom died. That's how long ago it's been since I watched it. His mom died. It's just the torture. And I can't stand the big ear, you know, the whole thing. I don't get it. I don't know what the love is for Dumbo. When they made, remade the real live action, I didn't even care to go see it. I, I fast forward to those commercials in my sleep. Number one overrated all time, Titanic. Don't get the hype. I've seen it a million times. Makes no sense to me why everybody loves to see how everybody dies on this ship. Other than a nude photo of who, who was the girl? 
don't know. I'll look it up. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Yeah. Other than that, maybe hype some guys. She could have easily had a room on that fucking wooden whatever door that she was at. That's the biggest overrated movie in history of all movies. It pisses me off just thinking about it. But that's my list. I guess number five, I'll put La La Land because everybody was all hyped about La La Land. And that movie was depressing as fuck. So I'll put five in there. Man, I'm really upset about the old school one. I'm not going to lie. I I didn't really listen to your last couple because that one like really hit home for me. Uh, (laughs) Man, I love that movie. Okay. Uh, Jet, I'm going to go over to you next with your top five. Uh, What's your five most overrated movies? Uh, at five, I went with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I what? don't think it's that good. Ooh. It's, I don't know. Like, I just, like, I watched it. Actually, I watched it twice. And both times, I was just like, eh, whatever. Like, You've only watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off twice? Yeah, that's, I've watched that, like, a million times. Yeah, I was just gonna time. say, man, I've just seen that, like, that God. I don't know. <laughs> ah, you were such a Cameron. <laughs> uh, I agreed with Ernest in that uh, Titanic is incredibly overrated, and I've got it as four on my list. Um, yeah. It's just like I don't know, super long, and it's like I don't like love stories in the first place. And like, I guess I got kind of hyped up when the fucking boat crashed. That's cool, but. <laughs> Outside of that, like you got hyped for that. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, yeah, let's get some action in this thing. Like, I don't know. Uh, oh, I'm gonna get shredded for number three. <laughs> nice. Number three, I have the Breakfast Club. <laughs> and hear me out. I love the movie. I love the movie, but it is treated like this godsend, best movie ever made, whatever. And it's not. It's a good movie. For sure, but it's not the like cult. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's t- too much hype. Um. Oh yeah, number two. This is my favorite one to announce. Every single Star Wars movie sucks. All of them. They all suck. <laughs> I, I, got wow. I got that as well. I got that as well. Yeah. Wow. You're fired. Wow. Jet no longer works for that blue collar media. <laughs> you heard it here first. Put it on shirts. Star Wars. Pick someone new to head to head my Twitch for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, number one most overrated movie all time: Avatar. Yes. What a waste of time. Yes. yes. Oh, I, I see that as the movie that everybody saw once and then never again. Yeah. I don't know. And I didn't even like it when I watched it. <laughs> I liked Avatar. Wow. Every Star Wars movie sucks. That's going to be great to clip and put out on, a, out on my that. YouTube. Um, Steve, we're going to go over to you next because you're in the middle of my screen. Uh, who's your five through one? Well, so uh, number five, I'm going to go with Hot Fuzz. With Simon oh, Pegg and what the other guy is there. Um, I know this is probably I can see Seb on over in the right of my screen shaking his head over there. I we had all the British guys on this one. <laughs> That's what we had to do, protect our heritage. Hot Fuzz is like it's not a bad movie again, but it's like I, I have people tell me it's one of the best buddy cop movies. It's one of the best action comedies ever. 
and no, it's it's not. It's it's decent. It's got its moments, but it's not up there with the greats. Steve, is uh, that you telling them talk about Star Wars one more time? <laughs> <laughs> um, number four, I am gonna go with Captain Marvel. And I am only putting Captain Marvel on this list because people actually think it's any good at all. You're about to get canceled, And bro. it's not. <laughs> it's not. I just don't like that movie. It just wasn't good. It wasn't. I didn't enjoy it. Um, number three, because you guys said it, I have to go with Titanic. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, really, like, it's the only thing that happens is, uh, is the boat crashes and Every time I watch it, I, I don't understand how why she doesn't just get on that, that wooden board with him. There was, there was, there was that door, whatever it was, there was plenty of room. There was absolutely plenty of room. And she got she real selfish that, there, for sure. She, and she, was, she wasn't that heavy, so it's like it wasn't like, you know, the balance would have been like outweighed that much, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, that, that bugs me. And, you know, the little, little necklace, whatever. Yeah, fuck that movie. How do you guys all say that? Um, <laughs> number two. Now, this is where I am going to start. This is where I start to stir the pot here. Oh, no. Avengers Endgame. Oh. No. Because. The only good part of Avengers Endgame is the last hour. That is a three and a, almost three and a half hours long. And the last hour. This is the only good part. The last hour is where Cap wields Mulgenor and he says Avengers assemble. And that's the only part that's really good. The, the highlight of the rest of the movie is the Hulk dabbing and Jeremy Renner and Scarlett Johansson fighting over who gets to die. I got a new I got a new I got a new piece for uh Twitter terrible takes for you, Steve, for uh, oh, God. oh god. This is gonna. This it's is gonna be two. like a. <laughs> at number one, and now here, Kenny. Uh, I think oh, you God. know where I'm going here. The entire Harry Potter franchise. Oh. Yes. Oh my God. Wow. Get out of here with those movies. Wow. They are so Thank annoying. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't stand the Harry Potter movies. I have had people tell me that they're better than Star Wars. No, they're not. Star Wars is about space wizards. Samurai space wizards. All right? Space wizards is the single coolest idea that anybody has ever had. Oh, man. And second off, this dude Voldemort, like, what? We're supposed to be scared of this dude as a villain? What? Because he's got no nose? I... Dude, he that's terrifying to look at he couldn't take on a bunch of 16 year old kids who barely know how to use their magic <laughs> Darth Vader built the first ever galactic empire oh, how'd that go wow I can't wait for the <laughs> debate between Steve and Jet later on about Star Wars versus Harry Potter that's going to be great <laughs> uh, Sev I'm going to go over to you next what's your, uh, what's your list all right, so I've gone for like, I've approached it from the last 20 years. So number five, I've got The Greatest Showman. Has anyone seen that? I don't know how popular yeah. that is among people here, but I mean, yeah. the soundtrack's all right, but the, sh- the plot is absolutely crap. I was not, I thought it was the idea of Wolverine uh, being in a musical. 
<laughs> so, just, I, I, I didn't see it. Yeah, not, not a fan. Okay, number four. I've gone for a Star Wars film. I'm a Star Wars fan, but the original trilogy and the newer ones. But Revenge of the Sith, people like that save the, um, you know, the second lot of three, and I just don't see it. Like, if, you're, if it was attached to that trilogy, then just get out of here. Because those three movies were three of the worst films I think I've ever seen back to back to back. So, Revenge of the Sith, people say the ending saved it. I don't see it. So, I'm putting that at number four. Okay, number three, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, what? wow. Yeah. Wow. Not bad. I don't know. I just, I, the comedy doesn't get to me. I don't know. You don't like his dance moves? When Do you not smoke weed? When he dances to Jamiroquai, best scene ever. <laughs> Do you, do, you, do you not smoke pot? <laughs> oh, just, oh, well, the pot helps me enjoy that. I'm just so sad. <laughs> Seb, you I'm made not, me sad. I'm a bit... <laughs> I'm kind of scared for number two now, to be honest with you. Um, right, number two is The Hangover. Oh. Get out. Get out. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm, not, get I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. I don't get it. I just don't get I, it. I'm going to have to say to you what I said to Jet. You're <laughs> yeah. fired. You're fired. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the causing rifts between people. Blue Collar Media Group is in shambles. I've just fired half my staff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, like, number one, Avatar. I think people, people will agree with that for sure. But yeah. yeah, I don't get it. The blue people, it's like four hours long. Anything that long needs an interval. Or it needs to be really good, and it just doesn't. I think the appeal for that film is the 3D thing. Um, people went to use the 3D glasses, and that was pretty much it. So, yeah, Avatar for me, number one. Not a fan. Man, that, that list hurt me a little bit. Okay, so uh, Davis, Davis, I'm going over to you next. Five through one, what are your most overrated movies? Well, my age might show on these because I'm only 18. So, number four, I, I didn't get five. I only got four. So number four is Top Gun. Oh, because, you put it on the list. Oh, because yes. my dad, my dad watches this movie almost every weekend, and I just don't get it. I really don't. It makes no sense. The volleyball three, scene in jeans. It looks awesome. It's Davis awful. Was the one they have characters the named Maverick, Goose, and Iceman. Yeah, that's that's money. Davis was sending you the hate on your Twitter account. And the soundtrack. <laughs> if anybody names Top Gun, do not go see the sequel. I'm telling you right now. I see a post. Oh, the sequel's out? I, I want to see the sequel, actually. I need to see it. Yeah, when, it it'll be out this summer. But if you go see it, and, and I know you're on this list, I swear I'll be blowing up your Twitter. <laughs> All righty, Davis. Who's your third? All right. Number three is Avatar. It was the most – it made the most money <coughs> in the box office. Um, it just – too overhyped. I mean, it's not a great movie. It's a good movie, but it's not the most selling box office movie ever. Uh, number two and number one can be flip-flopped. I don't get so much hate for this, but number two, any Lord of the Rings movies. Any of them. Oh, man. I thought about that. I mean, they yeah, do let me go drag. chase a ring. Let me go chase a ring. And there's so many <laughs> movies in them. Like, yeah. And number one is Star Wars. Any Star Wars movie. 
Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. Doubling down on Star Wars hate, hey? God, this guy just got high by Blue Cloud Media Group. I already have to to fire him. This is horrible. Probation. (laughs) All righty, Will. We're heading back to you. Five through one. What's your list? All right, okay. Um, At five, I'm quite a big fan of boxing films. I like boxing films and... I absolutely loved Southpaw when it came out. I was a massive fan. And then the next year, Creed came out and just didn't live up to the hype. Southpaw beats it 100%. So Creed's my number five. Uh, Ouch. I didn't think Creed got the proper hype. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Southpaw, best best boxing film there is. Because Stallone didn't win his Oscar. (laughs) I will say this, Southpaw's a damn good movie. I still haven't seen Southpaw. Um, number four, I've got this similar sort of argument that it's a good film, but there's a better version of it. I love Will Ferrell, and I just think Step Brothers, Step Brothers is put on, it's put on, it's put on the same what? level as Anchorman, and it's just not, and it needs to just get uh, below Anchorman. Well, I, oh, it, it needs oh to be God. put below Anchorman. <laughs> God, another guy I have to fire. It needs to be well below Anchorman. <laughs> Anchorman is so far up and above Step Brothers, and they're putting. And actually, 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 you know what? I I can't agree with that because Anchorman's just amazing. Yeah, so it's not that it's a bad film. It's just that it needs to be put down just a little level. Um, number three, I've gone with another film series, but hasn't been mentioned yet. I've gone with the Fast and Furious films. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Just, I mean, Fast and Furious Five is a good film, but. <laughs> The others just can't get on board with. Just I don't know who writes them, but they can't be getting paid good money because they're awful. Um, two, I've gone the same as Steve, but I've not gone for Hot Fires on the Buddy Cop sort of film. I've gone for Bad Boys. Oh, no! No! I knew, I knew what? that would take a few, yeah. No! They're so funny. I don't know if you could just hear it in the background, but I was just muted. A firework went off as soon as you said that. <laughs> they know it's a good take. They know it's a good yeah, take. Yeah, like that was no. Oh um, God, no. <laughs> and also, you're gonna hate me even more for my number one. I'm really bad at films. Like, if I would like a film, I watch it a hundred times, or I just don't watch films. I just never get to watching them. And I've not watched like the last three, four, five maybe Avengers films. I know you probably will hate me. But just the Avengers films I have watched, like Age of Ultron, Avengers Assemble, I just couldn't get on board with. I love all the individual films, Spider-Man, Iron Man, but when they all come together, it just doesn't do it for me. I just don't get it. Well, Age of Ultron's kind of whack. Just not a fan of those ones. Well, you need to finish. I need to sit down and watch (sighs) Infinity War and Endgame, but I just haven't got to it, and the other ones have ruined it for me, so that's my five. Put that on right. Yeah, I'm watching Infinity War right now, actually. Okay, so I didn't expect this segment to break me, but hearing like Step Brothers and Old School in your list was just <laughs> was tough. Okay, so my top five most overrated movies, starting at number five, it is the Transformers franchise. So for whatever reason, like everyone hyped it, like especially the Shia LaBeouf one, like it's just meh. Like, it, it, there's nothing crazy about it. Michael Bay is a terrible director. He makes up for lack of plot with just explosions. And we're all just supposed to be real stupid and sit there and be like, ooh, look, a car exploded. Like, this movie's good. Like, no, it's not. Like, it's actually trash. 
So I've got Transformers, the entire franchise. Pick anyone, it sucks. Just don't watch it. So that's my number five. Number four, I've got Avatar as well. Like, I just think super overrated. Like, you pointed it out. It's, it was one of the highest grossing movies ever, but why? Like, it was, I don't know, we got caught up in that age of like, oh, this is like super cool, like all the special effects and everything. But now you watch it like a decade later and you're like, eh, it's kind of whatever. Yeah, so kind of like Giannis. <laughs> wow had to slip that one in there okay at number three i'm gonna catch heat for this one but it is such an overweight rated comedy movie and it's tropic thunder tropic uh, thunder is so overrated yeah. as a comedy movie don't get me wrong robert downey jr playing a black guy is hilarious <laughs> and tom cruise the, the role that he has is hilarious but i hate pretty much every jack black film I thought Ben Stiller was super meh. And so I think the individual performances don't make up for the fact that like overall the movie's pretty dull in my opinion. So, and everyone like ranks Tropic Thunder up there with like the stepbrothers and the anchormans and stuff of like comedies that they love. And I just don't see it. Like those other movies, I laugh the entire time and Tropic Thunder, you laugh like five times at what Robert Downey Jr. does. At number two, this is a movie, I don't know why it got so hyped when it got released, but like Dunkirk, it's got to oh, be one yeah. of the, the dullest movies of all time. It's basically like Saving Private Ryan if you took out all of the fun, like all of the fighting. <laughs> it's literally walking around on a beach or sitting in a boat for like two hours and we're, we're supposed to be hyped. Like, no, it's sure. really dry. And Harry Styles shouldn't be an actor. And he's randomly in that movie for no apparent reason. So, uh, And then at number one, it has to be Titanic. No movie should be over three hours Thank long. You. Like, just no movie needs to be that long. Quite frankly, you could just break it down into two movies, make it a cash grab. Like, it's pretty simple to not have a movie be that long. <laughs> Titanic um, 2. <laughs> yeah like <laughs> honestly or you know just cut out the, the entire scenes. middle of the movie because it's useless like i don't know and there was definitely enough room for both of them on there and she got real greedy and i just i i could never get over it so i've got titanic at a at number one but boy was that a, that was a fun segment i can't wait to post that and uh see all the outrage that comes from that because there's a few movies on there that i have a feeling Steve's already fired half the people, so I'm sorry for that. That's all that this episode has brought us. All right, and so now we're, we're going to move over to a little bit of a lighter note now. We're going to move over to beers. Top five beers. Um, I'll, I'll go my list first because I wanted to do this segment since we're all kind of from like different parts of the globe. We've got some UK guys, a couple Canadians, some Americans, so our beer list will probably be quite different. So I'll start out with mine. At number five, I've got Shock Top. I don't know if you guys have had Shock Top. I just really like the flavor of orange and beer. It's basically like Belgian Moon. It's, I just think, a better version of it. So Shock Top's my number five. You guys probably haven't heard of this one, but I had it when I was in Greece, Amstel. It's a, it's a Greek beer. It's really good. Like when I traveled there in high school, like I drank it for two straight weeks because the drinking age there is only 16. So, you know, I don't condone underage drinking. Um, at number three, I got to go Heineken. I love a good bottle of Heineken. Honestly, in university, I used to go and sit in the, in the university bar and have a Heineken or two while I was studying, probably why my grades are so low. Um, at number two, 
I got Cronenberg at number two. I, I just, I think it's overall just a super solid beer. Like we have a place here in Regina where you can go and get yards of beer. And uh, that's always my go-to flavor there. And then at number one, I got to go Coors Banquet. I just think that it's overall like a really solid beer all around. Uh, I'm not a huge domestic beer guy. So Teddy, you're getting a raise. Minor different. What was that, Steve? You're getting a raise for that one. <laughs> yeah, you oh, look at that. Twitch getting now. raises already. The rest of you are fired. I'm just going <laughs> yeah, 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 the ladder. You, yeah, you can run Twitch now. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for that. I really wanted that responsibility. Okay, so we're going to shift over. I'm going to go to uh, – I'll go to Seb for his first. Seb, what's your five through one as far as beers go? I know we talked before the show and you said that you were more of like a spirits person, but yeah, yeah. I, what would be your top five beers? Um, so, but yeah, like I say, I'm more of a spirits guy, but and like you said, when you went to Greece, you would have like an Amstel. I'm kind of like that with beer in that I prefer beer. If I'm going somewhere, I'll have that beer. So like, and depending on what food I'm having it with. So number five, I've got soul. Just because if I'm having like Mexican food, I'll have that and it's solid. Uh, number four, Blue Moon. I don't know how much like analysis I can give on this kind of thing, but um, yeah, n- I mean, yeah, number four, Blue Moon. Number three, Corona again for the same reason as Soul. Just if it's not Soul, it's Corona, and obviously only with Mexican food. Two, Amstel. I mean, if it's there, then you've got to grab it. And then number one, I went to Amsterdam in uh, 2016 on holiday, and if you ever have a Heineken in Amsterdam, where it's from, it's sort of unbeatable there. Really, that's the best place to get one. So, yeah, uh, Heineken at number one for me. Love it. Will, we're going to head over to you. We're going to get both the UKs out of the way. So, Will, what's your five through one? All right. Um, at five, I've also got Cronenberg on my list. Um, it was just this first sort of beer, like, when you're 16, 17 and got your fake ID, that's what you went to to get, <laughs> to get your cans. That's what you get. So, that's, that's on at number five. Uh, number four, I've got my sort of, if I'm going to a soccer game, as you guys would say, if I'm on a train down to the game, Stella, a Stella Artois, Kansas Stella. That's the pre-match beer. So that's a four for me. Three, the same as Seb, um, with Mexican food or like being on a beach. Corona is there. Um, two, I've got San Miguel. It's um, the beer on tap at my at my club, and that's basically what I drink all the time. So that's my second beer. And then number one, probably something that I don't drink all the time because it's a bit more expensive and I can't afford it on the student budget. But if I ca- if I've been paid or something, got a little bit of money in the cash, uh, Bira Moretti is my go-to, is my number one. Um, so yeah, that's my top five beers. Also, my uh, Chang just missed out when I went traveling last year to Asia. I had a lot of Chang, so that just missed out on my top five. Fair enough. I'm going to go over to Steve, you know, the guy who uh, doesn't drink anymore, but I, I'm sure that he enjoyed a couple Wobbly Pops <laughs> back in his day. So, uh, Steve, what's your five through one? Um, well, yeah, I was going to introduce myself as Blue Collar Media Group's resident um, expert on everything drugs and alcohol. Um, number five, I am going to go with Pabst Blue Ribbon because Pabst Blue Ribbon is extremely underrated beer. I don't care if it makes me look like white trash when I'm <laughs> drinking that in a- white beater smoking a cigarette and it's 12 dollars for an 18 pack you can't beat that price uh number four i'm gonna go with miller light because miller light is another beer that you can just pound it back and it's better than bud light bud light is kind of slightly overrated a little little, little too expensive uh, bud light is so horrible. 
Uh, number three, I got to go with Blue Moon because Blue Moon's just a refreshing fucking beer. But uh, with not drinking any blood, Blue Moon is one of the beers that I get cravings for, just the taste of it. Uh, number two, I got to go with that. Uh, maybe this will sound biased. Sam Adams Boston Lager. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's just a damn fine beer. It's, it's, it's just, it's just a damn fine product they put out there. It's Sam Adams. And then uh, that, number one, uh, that, number one. This is probably my most controversial take. I'm gonna go with O'Doul's because there's no alcohol in it, and it gives me a beer that I can drink. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I love the salute there. The salute there was so so on point. Well, I got to salute Sam Adams, and I am the general. True, true. Ernest, I'm the only ranking officer here. Ernest, what's your, uh, what's your five through one? Yeah, uh, shout out to James Harden for his brew that he makes. I, I didn't want to list it because it's not in my top five, but no, I'm just kidding. James Harden doesn't have a beer. All right, so when it comes to uh, – my, my top five beers. The, the number five little unorthodox, but not your father's root beer. I don't know if you guys have had that or tasted that, but if you're not a beer guy, you like root beer. You know, it's, it's a good spiked root beer, and, and it's it's really good. It's really good. It has a high uh, alcohol percentage. So not your father's root beer. Number five. Number four is Shiner for me. Uh, that's kind of what's in my fridge most of the time is Shiner because everybody here in San Antonio drinks Shiner, and you can't go wrong with it. So many different types. Uh, number three is Blue Moon. Um, Blue Moon, you guys have already listed why, but Blue Moon's fantastic. Love the taste. And then uh, can't go wrong with the Stella number two. Um, Stella is fantastic. It goes with any occasion when we're trying to watch Premier League football or if we're just going to watch the game here. Um, Got to gotta do a Stella. And then number one for me is what you'll catch me with at every bar or club or anything you see when I'm out is a Dos Equis dressed or just Dos Equis. I love the Dos Equis. I'm surprised nobody else said it, but the most interesting man in the world drinks it, and so do I. So Dos Equis at number one. Was that a plug that saying that you're the most interesting man in the world now? Or I was I'll just, just going to say that. Is there, so Ernest is now the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> Hoping that gets me that plug sponsor. When he come back, it's ITO with Dos Equis. Uh, brought to you by Dos Equis. <laughs> All righty, Jet. I'm gonna I don't always to listen you. to podcasts, but when I do, it's into the lab with a dose of That's right. <laughs> oh, that's great. All righty, Jet. Five through one. What have you got? I know that I often come off as an intellectual and uh, down to earth guy, but once upon a time, there was a rather frat version of myself. And so with that, I think it resonates in my list of top five uh, favorite beers. Coming in at number five, you have to go with Pabst Blue Ribbon. And it has nothing to do with the flavor because it does not taste good. It has a lot to do with the fact that it's cheap as shit. And you can just go through can after can playing beer darts. You're set. Hey, Jet. You're rehired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did it, boys. All right. Uh, number four. I like a good Coors Banquet. I mean, it's just simple, good, tastes good. It's, it's yeah, not not a whole lot else to say on it. Um, Corona and Lime, number three. Uh, it's good for a sunny day. Um, I don't know if I'd ever just like strictly drink it all night, but it's it's fine. It's good. Uh, number two, 
I have a reasoning for this. So when it comes to like Bud Lights and Coors and blah, 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 usually you're faced with the decision of, well, we've got Bud Light, we've got Coors Light, or we've got Canadian. Where I'm like, where I am, right? And Canadian tastes like dirt. Coors tastes like water. So I end up choosing Bud Light. And I guess I've just had so many in my life that it's just finally hit like second on my list just because I'm so used to it. It's just what's there. So I drink that. But my number one, completely different from all of them, Guinness. Love me a Guinness. Yeah, Guinness is kind of one of those ones where if I'm sitting down for one or two, then like I'll have Guinness. But like, I couldn't sit there all night having Guinness personally. Yeah, I would like, recommend. It's like, a meal. it's like a meal. I would recommend getting the uh, Guinness Blonde, which is like a light version of Guinness. That takes. It's, very, it's, it's a very. Yeah, no, that, take, that takes all the no, fun out of it. No, it, it's it's actually really good. Might Trust as well me. grab an O'Doul's while I'm at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grabbing one right now. <laughs> okay, so to end things off for this episode. I we had our fan question that came in from uh, at Cheatcos underscore podcast on Instagram. I just want to get your quick thoughts on this one because it's a bit more sports related, given that we are a basketball podcast. But just talked about movies and beer for forty five minutes. Um, will Anthony Davis be a Los Angeles Laker next year? Ernest, I'm going to go to you first. Yes or no, and why? Anthony Davis will – I have two, two parts to this question, and I know I always say more time, so I'm going to try to be quick. Anthony Davis will be a Laker next season if they win a championship or lose in six or seven games in the finals. Anthony Davis will not be a Laker if anything else happens this year. Hmm. Okay, Davis had no he, well, Let me – I guess – let him, before you go to Davis, and Davis, I'm not going to take up any more time. But the reason being is because Anthony Davis an still, still, still has to be. Uh, uh, yeah, I know, right? Still has to, <laughs> has to prove he is a star. Uh, LeBron, I mean, at that point, you're trying to sign him for a four or five year deal. Does LeBron have four or five years at elite level? You be the judge of that for people on this podcast. But I think Anthony Davis will get the opportunity to go to somewhere like New York. All right, Davis. <laughs> Yes, well, in, Ern- in Ernest's fantasy, he'd go to Houston. But, uh, yeah, he will be a Laker next year. He will be a Laker next year, no doubt. Okay. He's too tall. <laughs> yeah, 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 they don't employ centers in Houston. <laughs> uh, Steve, yes or no, will Anthony Davis be a Laker? Um, yeah, I have pretty much the same take as Ernest on that. Um, it, I think it's greatly dependent on what happens – um, if they make it to the finals and if it's if it's like a six, seven game series. Uh if not, Chicago Bulls. And it would just be I have to say it would just be so great for the Lakers to get Anthony Davis on a one year contract after like trading away their entire future and then get nothing out of it. Don't wish and then, that add, 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 and then have him leave and then I could just Okay, I'm muting Steve because I'm kind of over that Laker slander. So, uh, Jet, I'm going over to you next. Yes or no, will Anthony Davis be a Laker? Well, that can just sit there with Jalen Brown and Jason. <laughs> I think that uh, Davis stays a Laker, but it has nothing to do with basketball success at all. I think at the end of the day, these guys think about their brand way more than they do about their stats. And uh, there's no bigger brand than the Lakers. And if you can be the face of the Lakers, you're going to make a shit ton of money, dude. So, 
Jeb, yes or no, is he staying? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, yeah, mainly for a combination of all those reasons. It depends on what happens at the end of this year. Um, but also being the face of the Lakers is such an attractive prospect. It's like being the quarterback of the Cowboys, that kind of thing. Like It's that kind of goal, that position everyone wants to get to if you're an American football player. So, yeah, I think it depends on what happens this year. But if I put money on it, I would say, yeah, for sure. I think he's going to be a Lakers. Okay, well, yes what a or no? great comparison. <laughs> this isn't a Cowboys him. fan or anything. <laughs> I'm just going to copy and paste what Jet said. Yeah, Laker, what a chance he has to be to be a face of one of the biggest franchises in, in the whole of sport. So I can't see him in any other jersey next year. Yeah, as, a, as the resident Laker fan, um, I pray to God that he stays. Because if <laughs> yeah, not, then we are going to be so bad for a decade. And it and it's going to be ugly, because there there's nothing that they can trade. There's like they have nothing anymore. They have a lot of old guys. They have Kyle Kuzma and his stupid blonde hair. And uh, outside of that, there's not really a whole lot else. And with dude, LeBron you have Caruso. Aging, oh, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just, I'll mute myself again. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm hoping and praying that he stays. Because it, like it, it's going to be ugly. Like it's going to be the post Kobe years all over again. Except it's going to be twice as long. So um, that pretty much wraps things up for episode thirty-four of the Shooter Shoot Basketball Podcast. I want to thank all of the guests for being on today: Will, Seb, Jet, Steve, Davis, and Ernest. Thanks for coming on the show, guys, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. It's Hayward pulling it down, getting around Zubac at midcourt, launches the shot. went in and Duke is the king of the dance. It's time for the Shooter Shoot Basketball Podcast with your favorite Canadian, Kenneth Cotterman.